Hello, welcome to Off Curve. I'm Wicked Good, and I'm talking to you about Hearthstone as I am driving around town doing errands. It is Saturday, February 5th, 2022. Um, you know, it's a start of a new month. I, I did a lot better than I expected to last month. Um, ended up finishing just inside top 1000, around like 970. Um, which I'm pretty sure is my highest ladder finish that I've had. Um, you know, if you've been listening for a long time, you know, like, I, you know, 11, 11x ranks is something that is generally a goal of mine that I don't, <coughs> excuse me, hit as often as I would like. Um, and, and, you know, I, I pride myself on my play. And I feel like I'm a good player, but I just don't get there a lot, and, and part of the reason that I don't, part of the reason that I don't get there a lot is that it takes me a lot of reps to learn decks, and when I, and when there's a bunch of new stuff that I need to learn, and there's frequent balance changes, that kind of does not bode well for me, but even outside of that, right, like when I am playing decks that I know well, and I'm not, and I'm playing like meta decks, you know, you would not think it you know, to listen to me on this podcast. And I mean, I've been doing this a long time, right? I've been playing this game a long time. I generally play well. Um, but even when I get up towards 11X ranks, like I'm, I kind of get in my own head too, right? And so this is one of the first times that I've been up at those ranks late in the month where I didn't feel quite like that, and and I think that this is kind of an opportunity to talk about ladder anxiety and how to get yourself to, you know, to the ranks where you don't normally play, right? Like, you're you're making that jump, right? Like, you've been, you, you've kind of been working on your game, you've progressed, whatever it is, you know, I mean... It could be that you're just looking to have... It, it, that you're just getting to Legend, or you're getting to Diamond 5, or, you know, you you got into Legend and then you want to have a positive win rate. Like, it doesn't matter, right? But, because um, it's, it's very easy to get in your own head and focus on things that are not the game in front of you, right? Um... That's kind of what I noticed as I was climbing up. Like, I would feel this kind of, you know, queasiness in my gut, for lack of a better term. Once I would hit, like, 1,500, like, 2,500 legend. Because generally the cutoff is, like, 1,300, give or take. Like, sometimes, you know, it's a little bit higher, sometimes a little bit lower. Depends on how many people, um, you know, get into legend on a given month, but it's usually like 10% of whatever the, a 10 or, it's like 5 or 10%, I forget what the number is, of however many people get into Legend that month. <clears throat> but, it you know, around 1300 is kind of the, the watermark on average, and that's where I start to get nervous is around like 1500 when I'm on like the outside edge of that. So, Let's talk about why that happens and then how you can try to push that down. So, 
a lot of this is, um, you know, I think we all kind of want to improve, right? And there are ways to tell that you're improving that aren't results-oriented, but getting the result is kind of a tangible way to, to prove that. I mean, that, that certainly has been the case with me, right? Like, I've definitely felt like, you know, like I've had things to prove pretty much all along. I, I don't, I shouldn't really. Um, but, you know, as long as I've been playing, I've been kind of felt like I needed something to prove. And especially when you're doing content creation for, you know, for a game like this, like you kind of want to justify your place. I, not that I feel like I need to, right? But like, there's always that little lizard brain part of me that does that. And then, you know, you're, you, whatever your motivations that would cause you to feel this way, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't really matter, right? Like, everybody's got their own reasons that they would get nervous. And it's it's normal, right? Like, you are at the, on the precipice of doing something you've never done before. And and proving to yourself that you can do it, right? And that's, if you if you didn't feel something, you that would probably be more of a concern, right? So it's, it's first of all, important to understand this is normal. Um, and the way that you get that to go away right, is to make it not something that you haven't done consistently. It's, it's kind of a, you know, to kind of prove to yourself that you can achieve this, you know, when, when, and when you don't know if you can, right, a lot of it is just kind of self-confidence. And, and, you know, that's frankly been a problem I've had for a long time, you know, thanks ADHD. Um, but, you know, self-confidence is, is a lot of it, right? Like, knowing that you are, um, you know, playing well and that you are capable of doing what you're setting out to do is a big part of quelling ladder, ladder anxiety. Like, I have had a couple of months over the past, you know, over the past, like, year, certainly, where I've gotten up into 11x ranks and then immediately wanted to camp, right? Like, and, and, and part of this is also that, like, when I would do that, it would be very toward, very, very much towards the end of the month. And so I didn't feel like I had a lot of a buffer to, um, to be able to get it back if I lost it, right? Like, it, it, you know, it, this, this goes back to the same, the same thing with, with Legend. I think the difference with 11x is that, you know, you kind of need to keep going until you cross the line in Legend. And there isn't a line with 11X. So, you know, I would get to where I thought was mine and immediately my instinct was to camp, right? Like, I got here, I don't want to lose it. And and what, the, the thing with playing 11X ranks is that you go, you get slotted into a different caliber of player. And like, if you ha just barely get in, right, then you might not be ready to play there. That was kind of a lesson that I didn't really learn until a couple of times, because I thought, okay, well, you know, 11x ranks, this climb's going to be super easy, right? You get double stars, like, you know, woo, let's go. And it, it actually took me as long, if not longer, than climbing from 10x in the past, mainly just because I was losing a lot, because I wasn't used to playing against that caliber of player. Um... But that's good, right? Like, being there and playing against that kind of player, like, it, it forces you to get better. 
Um, but I was more focused on the on the gold in the process the first couple of times. And I think, again, it's normal, right? Like, it is normal to prove to yourself that you can do it at least once. But the, you know, making it repeatable means improving your play to the point where you can you can hang at those at those ranks, right? And that was kind of what was different for me this month um, as opposed to, this past month as opposed to prior months. So I had been playing at much higher ranks than I'm used to. Like, you know, somewhere between, like floating between 500 and 700 legend before the last balance patch with uh, the, the weapon rogue, the, the, the maestro weapon rogue. And then I, I ended up losing some of those ranks after the, after the patch because, you know, I, my, my deck that I was playing with got taken away, which I knew was going to happen, right? Um, and then I just started playing decks that I was comfortable with. And it was kind of a combination of, like, a buff Paladin that I, got, I climbed a bunch with that got me on a really good win streak and kind of built my confidence up. And then uh, I kept flipping back and forth between Bolner OTK and Handlock. And, like, those are both decks that I'm extremely familiar with. Um, Handlock, I literally wrote a guide on it, you know, when, over the summer when it first became a thing, right? Like, I've played a lot of games on Handlock. Like, it's, it's changed from, you know, form over the past few months. But, like, Handlock is a deck that I, I understand how to play, right? And I can play it pretty well all the time. Um, Bowler OTK is a, is a deck that I've also put a lot of reps into, and I kind of have a feel for it. And it, it's it's kind of a control deck, so it kind of is in my wheelhouse, right? And, and that's one thing that's important to help you with ladder anxiety as well, is, like, you need to you need to set yourself up for success. So, you know, if you are, you know, switching decks a lot, or you're getting frustrated, it's and you start and you start changing, you know, being tempted to change decks, especially to something that you're not familiar with because the data tells you you should be playing it. That will often work against you, right? Like, it, you you kind of need to reduce the amount of thinking you need to do on an average turn. Because the less that you need to think, the more confident you are in your plays, the less that you, you know, you will kind of start to the, let the self-doubt creep in. Right? So, like, I'm playing decks that I know really well. Right? And, um, and that is important. Like, you know, it, also the other thing is that, like, when you're playing at a higher level than you are normally used to playing at, you really can't afford to make simple misplays, which you'll often do just naturally by playing a deck that you haven't played a lot of. So playing a deck that you know really, really well, like you'll know the interactions to look for. You won't have to think as hard about kind of the normal, like, okay, what do I mulligan? You know, you'll be able to focus on like the difficult mulligan decisions and not like having to waste time looking up an HS replay or whatever. Um, you know, you'll, you'll know when you have a complicated turn, which a lot of decks do right now, where you're doing a lot of things at once, you'll know what you need to do and it'll kind of cut down on the amount of time. Like there's a, there's an old saying, there's a saying in like, you know, traditional sports, like for like a quarterback in football that like, you know, once they get, start to get better at the game, like the game slows down for them. And it, it's, it's not so much that the game slows down. It's just that you, you kind of instinctively process things differently, right? Like there's a, there's a really good book 
um, by the 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 person who was the the movie uh, uh, waiting for Bob the the Bobby Fisher movie. I don't remember the name of it, um, but the Bobby Fisher movie. Um, you know, the person who was like the in like the the ugh. words. Yay! Uh, the, the person who was that was based on. He wrote a really good book called The Art of Learning. I'll li- I'll link it in the show notes. Um, I, I listened to the audiobook like a couple years ago, and, and like he talks about um, both learning chess and also learning like martial arts. And he was like, "Hi, you know, obviously, you know, Waiting for Bobby Fischer was the, you know, a book based on him as a kid, and also like he then quit chess and got you know high you know high rankings in in this martial art that he was following." That, that he was he was training in and you know one of the things that, that he says is that when you when you have seen something enough times like you know what it is and you don't need to spend active brain cycles effectively to think about it and to process it you can just recognize them instinctively and you you can probably look back at your own play right and see places where this happens Right, like maybe it's just a matter of like, you know, knowing when to trade versus when to go face, or or, you know, knowing, you know, a certain aspect of a certain deck, right? Like you can look at ways in which there are things that you probably needed to think about initially, and now you don't need to spend as much time thinking about them. Which is how like players who were playing decks like Garrett Rogue, right, and, and when it was in its heyday. Um, you know, like why they were so much better than everybody else, because those decks, you know, they require a lot of thinking on the fly and making quick decisions. And that comes from like a number of like hundreds and hundreds of games with the deck like that in order to know like, okay, these are the things that I have. And these are the types of things that I need to do and to process that in the amount of time that you have available on a turn, right? Like that's something that you don't, you don't get when you're just playing like 20 games with the deck. So, you know, making sure that you're optimizing, like, your brain power effectively um, to be able to be confident in your plays will kind of help, even if you are feeling the nerves, right? Like, it's okay to feel the nerves. It's just a matter of, like, what do you do with that, right? Because if you're, the other thing is that you're probably going to end up just naturally spending time with those thoughts, right? It happens. It's normal. But if you're spending time with those thoughts and you need the full 75 seconds to figure out what you need to do on a turn, on an average turn, as opposed to spending 10 to 15 seconds pushing those thoughts down, but but then being able to you know still play a turn optimally because you know exactly what to do, that makes a lot of difference, right? It's, it's the kind of thing that you don't really think about, but it is important to understand what you're doing so that you have fewer decisions that you need to make that are difficult for you and have the time to be able to do them. So the other thing in terms of like setting yourself up for success is making sure that you are mentally in a state to be playing and understanding when you are not and then and and taking action accordingly. Um, this is something I've been much more attuned to over the last few months. Like when I am tired, 
I play worse. Full stop. Right? You, if you watch my stream, you which, by the way, you should, twitch.tv slash wickedgoodfm, Monday, Monday and Friday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, um, you will see me as the stream gets towards the end, I will make more misplays because I get tired and I will miss things, right? Now, I don't care when I'm on stream because, like, that's, I'm on stream, right? Like, I'm, like, uh, it's fine. I, I'm, I'm good with it. But if I'm trying to climb seriously, right, then it's really important to be attuned to your, um, you know, like, your mental awareness, right? Like, if I've just finished a 10 to 12 hour workday, which is unfortunately not uncommon lately, um, and I try to go on ladder, it is going to go poorly for me. Like, and, and I will sometimes do that anyway, because especially if I've had a long work day and I just want to relax and play some games and try to pick up because I've been thinking about it all day. And that's what my brain's been kind of hyper-focusing on in the background. Right. And then I play those games and they go poorly. That is going to snowball. That's going to be the road to tilt. And then, you know, once, once that happens, then we're definitely not going to be in a place where we're playing well enough to be able to get somewhere. So it's important to know when you are, you know, in a, a good place to play optimally and set yourself up to do that. And, and finding something else to do if you are not, right? Like, it is completely okay to... So th there's a difference here, right? And, and I, I guess I want to I wanna call this out specifically because it's very easy to confuse not being in a good place to play and being nervous about playing. Because like the normal anxiousness, you're going to have to push through it eventually, right? If you're going to do do you know climb to a rank that you haven't been before there are going to be nerves you're going to have to push through it it's important to recognize if that's all it is or if you are otherwise dealing with things that are going to make it difficult to play and that's a tough thing to kind of take a self mental inventory of yourself and determine what it is because you know if you're feeling if you're playing well or you're playing you know, reasonably well. And you're feeling nerves because you're up, you know, where you sh where you normally would not be. That's okay. It's when you're, like, trying to play games and then you're, you know... Like, I had a, a couple months ago, I was at a point where I was winning, but I also recognized that I was very tired. And I was not getting punished for misplays that I was making. Right? That's a point to shut it down. Right, because I was already I was I was tired otherwise. But if it was like a Saturday afternoon, and I was feeling great because I hadn't you know I, I hadn't really had anything else to do that day, and I wasn't tilted, but I was feeling nervous because I was getting somewhere. Right, that's a, that is something that you know maybe you need to take a five or ten minute break between games. That's okay, but then you kind of need to go back to it and and recognize that that's all it is, and then push it down. Right. So, but you don't want to sabotage yourself, right? Because again, this is all about self-confidence. The anxiety is you telling yourself, I shouldn't be here and this is going to go poorly. And so 
the way you combat that is well with self-confidence. You get self-confidence from setting yourself up to succeed. You get self-confidence by building on successes and by doing it repeatedly, right? So like those are the things that you kind of need to do in order to make it normal and then not have the, that voice in your head as loud as it is. So the way the what you can do to sabotage that is to go in when you know I don't want to say when you shouldn't but to to start trying to jam those games when you're not setting yourself up for success because then you lose, right? So that, now you you're tired and or you're tilted and you lose a game or two and now it's like now the voice in your head gets even louder. It's like, well, gee, I told you so, right? Like, of course you, you shouldn't, you're, of course you're losing because you shouldn't be here. You flew too close to the sun and look what's happening, right? So that's where you need to kind of cut that off at the pass, right? You need to be able to, um, to set yourself up so that that voice doesn't get a voice, it doesn't get a seat at the table. So like the last thing is really just to the best way to get rid of ladder anxiety is to make it normal. And this is R- ridiculous. Hat is a smart person. And you know, he was very much encouraging me. I, 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 I might say badgering me, but encouraging is probably a more polite way to say it to keep playing when I was getting close to 11 X ranks, especially like not so much this past month, but in, in prior months, right? When I've been at that level. Um, and he was right. He usually is. Um, because like the only way to, the only real way to, to get, and this, again, this goes back to self-confidence, right? The only way to prove to sell to yourself that you can do something is to do it. And the more that you are able to at least go 50 50 and prove that you're not about to like, you know, crater, um, like the more that you can do that, the, um, you know, the less that you're going to get in your own head about it becomes, it becomes, because it becomes normal. So like if you're someone who semi-regularly gets to legend, right? Like maybe you don't get to legend every month. Maybe you do it like, you know, once every three months or whatever, like how often do you get at ladder anxiety at diamond five? right? Probably, probably very rarely because you know that you're going to get there, right? Like it, it may be, you know, the, the rest of the trip might be a little bit rockier. And, you know, if you get to diamond one, you might start feeling it, but like at diamond six, are you feeling ladder anxiety? You're probably not because you know, you can get to diamond five, right? You know, you can play at those ranks and you know that, you know, I mean, not that the, not that the quality of play changes that much, you know, between, you know, along the, the way, because you're MMR ranking at that point, but so you're playing kind of the same players all along, but regardless, right? Like, you know, that you can win enough to get yourself to diamond five. So you're not going to, um, you know, you're not generally going to feel it there, but you might feel it at diamond one. So Meanwhile, if you're someone who regularly gets legend, gets to legend, like you might like, you know, if it's taking you a little bit longer than normal, you might feel it a little bit. Like I still like get, you know, feel it a little bit 
you know, at rank one, at, at diamond one. But, like, at the end of the day, like, I know what's going to happen. You know, I trust myself as a player enough to know that I will get there sooner or later, right? Especially if it's in, like, the first week or so of the month. Like, there's plenty of time, right? Like, if I don't, if I, if I have a, you know, if I have a misadventure and I end up bouncing around, like, fine, I'll get back there. It's not the end of the world. That's not going to be the case if you're, you're not going to have that to draw back on, is what I'm trying to say, if you don't regularly do it. And that means you need to push yourself to do it. If you kind of, you know, if you don't do it enough, then you will be feeling it and then you'll be listening to the voices in your head. So like, it's, it's important to understand that it's normal to, and, and, and to, to kind of build up your self-confidence to know that you're a good player and you will be able to get through it even if it doesn't happen on the first try, right? Like I've had, I, I've told the story a number of times, um, like back when we didn't have this current ladder system or maybe probably even in this one, right? But like I've had games where I went up to a final boss then down to a down to the down to the floor and then back up to legend right and that's just kind of the way things go sometimes sometimes you end up just kind of low rolling on on um matchups or you'll you know you'll you'll start you you'll play when you shouldn't be or you'll you'll have a rough a rough patch mentally over the course of the month such that you can't really pick and choose your spots of when to play. And as a result, like sometimes it'll take you a little bit longer, but it's important to know, to be able to draw on your experience of, of playing well, right? And recognize that it's not a fluke. And sometimes that's just kind of the thing you have to tell yourself, right? Like that you are a good enough player to play at the level that you want to play at. And if you're not, then you need to work on that, right? Like then it's then it's important to, to recognize that and seek out coaching or ask people to look over replays or whatever to work on the thing that's keeping you from there. But at the end of the day, when you're when you're on the cusp, right, you need to be able to tell yourself that you're good enough to stop listening to the voices. Right? Like it's normal to be nervous as it's happening, but it's important to be able to push that that those thoughts aside to be able to focus on the game. Because the, at the end of the day, the way that you do lose it is by losing focus on the game. And sometimes that'll be just making misplays. Sometimes that'll be prioritizing not losing over, over lines that, were, that are riskier that might win you the game, right? There's a lot of ways that a lack of confidence can manifest itself suddenly in a game where you are um, you know, uh, climbing to a level where you haven't been before. And so it's important to draw on that self-confidence to be able to focus on the matter at hand because the way that you got there was by focusing on the game, right? Like, you're not a different player at, like, diamond one, three stars than you were at diamond four, right? You're playing the game the same. The opponents are largely the same. The only difference is where your head is at, right? At the end of the day, like, Hearthstone is and is often just 
a game of emotional management at a higher level, right? Like there are a lot of things to pay attention to. And there are, you know, a lot of ways to be strategic and put yourself in a position to win. But at the end of the day, you need to be thinking clearly and focusing on the right things in order to do that. Which means managing your emotions and not letting them, um, you know, overtake your focus on the game, right? You have a limited amount of time to focus on a turn to begin with. If you're spending all that telling yourself that you're not good enough, right, and then having to fight that, that's time that you're not spending focusing on the turn and setting yourself up to win. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that, and then the more that you do it, the, the, the less it will affect you because you're used to it and you know, you can get there. That's why you don't feel ladder anxiety at lower ranks that you're used to getting to because the, your self-confidence is good, is enough to keep that at bay, right? You've done it a million times before, you know how, you know, you're going to be fine. You just need to trust that when you're at a point where you're, where you don't know that instinctively, then you, that's when you kind of need to tell yourself that explicitly and remind yourself how you got to where you are in the first place. And then you can kind of focus, stop focusing on the, the latter anxiety and focus on the games to get you where you want to go. So that's a lot, <laughs> but I think that is, um, that's going to be all for this time. Um, thank you as always for listening. I know you have a lot of choices of where you can spend your podcast listening time. I really do appreciate as always that you spend it here with me on my drive around to go get groceries and possibly ice cream. Um, as always, you'll have, I'll have links to in the show notes at offcurve.com. Um, you can follow the Twitter account at offcurve for announcements for when new, new episodes or new things on the site go live, um, offcurve.com slash masters tour. If you are playing, if you are uh, playing in Masters Tour qualifiers and you want data, or you're just interested in the data, um, then that is your source for that as well. There are qualifiers going on for the next three weeks for Masters Tour two, um, and that is getting updated throughout the weekend. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Wicked Good. That's where my personal account is, and I'll tweet about this stuff and you know whatever else happens to be going on. Probably about Tales of Arise. If you haven't played it, you should. It's very good. Um, twitch.tv slash wickedgoodfm Monday and Sat and Friday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern um, where I will stream you know whatever I feel like playing sometimes it's meta decks sometimes it's just stupid priest decks whatever um, and discord.offcurve.com is where you can go to join the conversation with a bunch of uh, very intelligent and um, and attractive people who would like to talk to heart talk about Hearthstone with you so thank you as always for listening good luck in whatever you want to achieve this month, and uh, be good to each other. We'll talk soon. Have a good one.